Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. So Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to begin in verse number 28. We're going to go through verse 32. And um, honey, I'm just going to have you read all the verses. Then we're going to pray. And then we'll jump right into it and get down to business. So right. would you read the verses for us? Pastor Here we Marie. go, starting at verse 28. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according only what is what? to helpful. Come on, somebody say, be helpful with your mouth. Come on. For building others up according to their needs. That's right. That it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid. Say it again. Get rid. One more time. Get rid. For the person who wasn't paying attention. Get rid. Get rid of all bitterness. Rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God God forgave forgave. you. We got to forgive each other just like Jesus forgave me. I forgive you. Thank you. I need it. I want to talk to you tonight about this about these particular verses and uh, we're having a Bible study and I'm Paul the Apostle is ministering to us right now about our mouth and so um, if I had to give a title to it, I'm a preacher so I got to give titles it's a Bible I study I love your title I know I got to hear a little title I want to hear it I okay. actually haven't heard it yet so I'm excited you haven't heard it okay. I haven't heard it yet it's fresh I got two titles oh yeah but because one just isn't enough okay so I'm talking about words the first yes. title is called Poison Pills Poison pills. Woo. Wow. And my second title is Toxic Talk. We'll go for this. But let's let's pray and we'll see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Father in heaven, we thank you tonight. Minister to us, encourage us as we study your word, precept upon precept, line upon line, verse upon verse. Speak to our souls. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shouts Amen, amen and Amen. Woo. So good. The book of Ephesians. What a journey we've been on. I just want to say that one more time. You know, we've journey. been on Wednesday just going through these verses. And each, each Wednesday takes its own unique course. And God speaks to us when we go through his word. But tonight we're really going to focus on here the book of Ephesians where Paul's going to begin to talk about the way we talk. And I need to remind you that, that Paul is speaking to believers as they're maturing in their walk with God. And they're growing in the things of God. Um, I've said this in the series that I've been teaching, but it's important to note that what we're all going through doesn't mean we're, we're growing through it. And so you can go through something, but not grow through something. And so what, the way we grow is not what we go through, but how we respond to what we go through causes us to grow. And Paul the Apostle is going to talk about a very important part that all of us need to master. And it's called mastering the mouth. (laughs) 
toxic talk. Oh, help talk us, to Lord. me, somebody. Who can tame the And tongue? so we are going to talk about this tonight, and I really believe God's going to speak to us here. But before we do that, I do want to go verse by verse. And the first thing Paul says here, before he starts talking about the, about the tongue, he's, remember, he's, this, this, is, this is called discourse. So this is discourse material. This is where Paul is educating, he's empowering you know, people for transformation, but he's given us principles upon his word. And the first thing he says in verse 28, let's talk about this, then I'll get to the toxic talk because we are going verse upon verse. Is he says, anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer, but must work um, doing something useful. Now, I just want to say what Paul was speaking to the believers is he was telling them not to be idle. That, you know, they, they shouldn't just hang out or, or, or not, not be producing and, and really do something with their lives. You know, that, that when we work, we are like God in a sense where God worked with his hands. He created the heavens and the earth with his word. But, but he, God is a worker. God is always at work. He's always doing something. And so God created us to produce. He created us to be creative. Um, he, he designed us to, to work. And so um, it's very important that one of the first things God gave Adam before he gave him a woman, he gave him work. Before so <laughs> he says so he, he made the garden, he says, Adam, you got to tend the garden. And so he gave him work before he ever gave him a woman. And so I'll just talk to the guys real quick, but also the ladies. Ladies, you can have professions and careers too. But fellas, you, you got to work. You, you, you got to find a passion, find a career, find a way. And it's not so much about greed, but because the verse says to then, the Bible says to be useful. And so you may have something to share with those who are in need. And so the Bible tells us to work. Don't work the system work. Come on, somebody. Oh, wow. Say that again. Don't, Don't work, work the, the system. system. Work. And work. so you got you to gotta find a passion. You got you to gotta find a job. Come on. You got you to gotta get creative. Start a business. Do Come on, something. Come entrepreneurs yeah. out there. Exactly. You know, um, Deuteronomy 8.18, yes. for it is the Lord who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Wow. Now, again, this is not, that's not say to build my own kingdom, but it's so that I can help those who are in need. I can sow. I can bless my family. I can leave an inheritance. I can be debt free. Come on. Let me get an amen for that, amen. right? Amen. We, we want to be people who are blessed. And so Paul is saying that he's saying we should work. And so um, find ways to do that. Now, I know right now some difficult times. People are out of work and to no fault of their own, right? Things have been shut down. But let's get creative. Let, let's, let's maybe, like I said this, maybe, maybe God allowed this to happen. For some of you, you're going to get a business idea. Some of you, I mean, I wish I would have, you know, came up with Zoom. That would have been amazing. Come on, somebody, right? Get creative. I mean, there's, there's going to be so many businesses birthed out of this pandemic, so many opportunities, and uh, why not the people of God? So Paul is saying, don't steal. He says, work, right? Don't work the system, work. But then Paul says this, and I know he kind of transitions here, but the following verse, now he's going to talk about our mouths. And here's what he says. Go to the next verse, count for me, team. But he says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Now, the emphasis here is to not let it. To let something is to permit it. And Paul is saying that we have the power to decide what we will permit out of our mouth. And Paul says, don't let it come out. Now, I know that you're going to think it, <laughs> but don't let it come out, okay? We're going to work on this, then we'll work on this. But there are things that you think, things you want to say, but Paul says, if you're going to get a hold of it, you've got to learn how to bite your tongue. You've got to learn how to not let it come outside of your mouth. And Paul says this. He says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Now, why is Paul saying this? Here's why I believe. Now, you could answer this. You could say yourself. But have you ever, has your mouth ever got you into trouble? Ooh, well, well. <laughs> By a show of hands. 
Well, point to somebody who's been, just kidding. Come on, say, I think I think the mouth has turned into the thumbs. Right, that's Have too. your thumbs yeah. ever gotten that, you in trouble? That too, that's right. You know, has your mouth ever gotten you in trouble? Come on, let me look on the comment section. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, all right. Come on, all of us, right? So Paul is saying, you know, don't let your mouth get you into trouble because there are a lot of things that, that, that we, we say that we say in a moment that we don't recognize how hurtful or what it's not really wow. helping. Because wow. here's what Paul says. He says, only let what is helpful building others up according to their needs. So Paul is actually telling us, you can write this down if you're taking notes, you got to learn to weigh your words. Weigh your words. Weigh your words. Weigh your words. Because words have weight. They, they carry weight. And, and sometimes we may think that this a loose word might not have an impact, but if, we're, if we really are honest with ourselves, some of the biggest strongholds we all have, most of us have, is because of the words somebody said to us. Words have weight. They have an impact on us. And so Paul is telling us to, to really to watch our words. Now, there's a, you can write this down too. Words are powerful. There's another verse in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, very commonly known scripture. But if you don't know it, today you're going to learn a very powerful verse here. But here's what the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21. It says that the tongue has the power of life and death. Now, let me just, before I read the rest of the verse, the Bible says the tongue has the power. So the Bible is telling us that your tongue has power. That your words are powerful. That they carry a punch to it. They, they carry a certain impact. A certain type of, 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 of just ability to pierce in ways that are sometimes even more hurtful than your hands. More hurtful than anything else. And this is where I want to talk about toxic talk. Because the Bible says that the power that your tongue has is that of life and death. And those who love it will eat of its fruit. Now, you had something you want to say about life and death. We were talking about this earlier. Right. So if our, if our mouths hold life yeah. and death, yeah. that means that we can sow life into things and we can sow death into things. So I know when we say, you know, our, we, we have the power of life and death, but we can give life to negative things and we can give death to positive things. So just case in yeah. point, Speaking, oh, I'm, I'm worthless. Oh, right. I'm never going to amount to anything. Oh, you know what? That person, they're terrible. They're this, they're that. And just like begin to slander and malice and bitterness and jealousy and all these words coming out. Your words are giving life and almost for lack of a better word, nutrition to something that should not be growing in our lives. So we have yeah, the power right. to grow weeds, I guess you could say, and we have the power to kill it with our words. And, you know, let me just speak to the ladies for a moment. Ladies, you know, sometimes we can have a really sharp tongue and sometimes we can be pretty, you know, uh, uh, prideful about how sharp we can get back at someone or how, back, how, how fast we can, you know, have a snappy word to get back to someone or, oh, you know what, I'm not going to let her talk to me like that or I'm not going to let him, you know, talk to me like that. And, and we come back with these uh, slanderous words and especially in marriage, I see where uh, the arguing can get really bitter and harsh. And you know, when we're going back and forth like that and using our words, we're actually giving life to things right. in our marriages, in our relationships with people that God has placed in our lives to be in union and community and, and uh, 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 covenant with, that we're actually giving life to things that aren't going to give us a future. 
that aren't going to give us peace, that aren't going to bless us in any way. I cannot have a healthy marriage and constantly speaking down toward and about my husband. I got to give life to the, I got to hold my tongue. And I got to give life to things that are going to build this relationship. See, in our words of life and death, it's also the power to build and the power to destroy. I want to build this man up. I, wanna, I don't want to destroy him. I want to build him up. Why? Because to hurt him would be self-sabotage. To put him down would be putting myself down. To, to, to break what God has put together would be to break a union that God has blessed, that God's hand is over, that God's blessing. God's blessing is over this relationship. So I'm going to sow life into the goodness and the positivity. Honey, I know we have our flaws, but you know what? Together we're better. You know what, honey? I believe that we're going to get through this together. Honey, you know what? We yeah. messed up yesterday, but we're going to make it again today, and we're going to get through this. It's just speaking life to areas that you want to grow in. We have the power to build. We have the power to destroy. We have the power of life and death right here. It's right here. And a lot of the drama that you're in right now is probably because you allowed yourself and you built that in your life. Let's tear that down in Jesus' name. So Absolutely. no more drama. Yeah. Don't we, we got to control that. our tongues. Absolutely. And here, here's, here's when the Bible says the tongue has the power. Listen to me now. You want to write this down. The word power means that it possesses. It, has a, it possesses power. And so their tongue, so to speak, and when it says tongue, it's not talking about your actual, eh. okay, it's talking about your ability to speak. It possesses power. So it's kind of like the power that where you plug in a cord, it has power. And whatever you plug into that cord, it's going to empower that area. And so the Bible is saying that we have two choices. You can either choose to empower life out of your tongue or death out of your tongue. Now, this is very important, again, because our, our words carry power. And so your words are containers. They, they're going to they're gonna transfer power into whatever you're, you're going to uh, put in the capsule of it. Now, one of the things I love, one of the greatest inventions of mankind are gummy vitamins. <laughs> it's the greatest invention of all time for my kids. Yes. I was reading the label and it said like, like it's a gummy bear and it was like yes. 20 pieces of broccoli. 30 pieces of carrot. I'm like, this is phenomenal. Come on, gummy bears. gummy bears. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Two gummy bears. And, so and gummy, gummy, bear, gummy bear prenatal vitamins are so, awesome. Right. So, so, so the carrier, <laughs> my kids through. actually eat through. those because they like the gummy vitamins. And so it carries with it life. Does that make sense? We've got to learn how to carry life with our words into those that we love right. in ways that can empower them. Now, our words are powerful. Here's what we've got to understand. When we went to school, because we got to renew our mind to kingdom thinking, you got to get out of, you know, earthly thinking and out of the way we think here on earth. And you got to get your mind, the Bible says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things of this earth. And you got to get your mind on kingdom thinking. Now, when we all went to school, school taught us that words were for communicating. But the Bible teaches us that words are for creating. Mm. Earth teaches you that words are for just communicating, just reading. But the Bible says, no, words are for creating. Because the first time we're introduced to words in the Bible is when God said, let there be light. And there was what? Light. light. 
So the Bible tells us that the words are actually for what, what you create. You, you create the world you live in by your words. Your words frame your world. I've never met someone who talks weak but lives strong. I've never met someone who talks weak and actually thinks strong. You've got to learn if you're going to fix the way you see it, you're going to fix the way you live it, you've got to fix the way you speak to it. If you learn to speak life, you're going to see it come to life. In fact, I was reading an article where, where if you talk to your plants, they'll come to life. That's right. <laughs> so check out what your boy was doing. I was talking to my plants the other day. People, my neighbors probably thought I was crazy. I was like, come to life, come to life. And man, those plants started living. Now, some of y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm like, that's the Bible, man. I started speaking life to my Bolgambias, and go. my Bolgambias started coming to life. That now, is I was like, true. I'm going Adam on everybody really right true. now, y'all. So I'm talking life. So watch what happens right here. I'm going to practice exercise with you. Look at this. You're beautiful. You're strong. Amen. You're anointed. Mm. You're called by God. Mm. You are powerful. You are, you are, you are highly favored. Yes. You are the head and not the tail. You're wow. above and not beneath. Yeah. Do you feel life coming to you? I, I do. I feel stronger. Come really on, somebody. Do. So yeah. you ought to just begin to prophesy. You ought to begin so to just good. speak life. And let me tell you something. It takes the same energy. It takes that the same energy. Is a very good it point. It takes the same energy. It takes the same energy. But I think, we're, now we're going deep here. But I think some of us, because we've never had it said to us, that we're sometimes insecure to say it to other people. You got to get that out of your head. Like, like oh, I don't want them, I don't give them a big head. Okay, there's no such thing as don't give them big head ministry. <laughs> okay, I'm part of the keep people humble ministry. Stop, stop it. You know, I want to keep them humble. No, build them up. The Bible says build them up. Make them feel like they're the most awesome things since sliced bread. You are the bomb. You're amazing. You're incredible. You know, oh, I don't want to lie. You're not lying. You're prophesying. Come on, somebody. You know, you're just, you, you, we, we got to just because the Bible says that the tongue has the power of life and of death. Someone say words are powerful. You want to say quick, something? Go ahead. I, I just live by this, that whether I'm walking down the halls or whether, you know, I'm sitting next to someone or whatnot, if I have something good to say, I've made a pact with myself, never hold back a good word. Just never hold back a good word. If you have something good to say, if you have a compliment to give, don't hold it back. Just say it and give it. And you know, I began to do that several years ago and you won't believe some of the relationships that I have today just because I decided to compliment someone, just because I decided to be honest with someone about something good that I saw in them. Mm. And you'd be surprised the, the God moments that happen when you just open up your mouth and speak life. When you are a life giver, people that are hurting or people that uh, are attracted to, to growth and, and, and life, they'll be attracted to you. But if you're constantly talking death, if you're talk, constantly talking negativity, yeah. then guess what? Your world is going to be surrounded by toxic people. And then you're going to really be liking all those, uh, you know, posts that say, you know, take a, uh, get rid of all the toxic people in your life. But the truth is maybe you're toxic. Yeah. Maybe you're the one that's, that's uh, breeding all that toxicity in other people and say, you know what, Lord? And, you know, I'm not saying this to, to come against you or, or to, to put you on blast or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, you know, let, let's reveal that so that the Lord can heal that in our lives. If you can take an inventory of the uh, 
of your five best friends or the five closest people to you and they're all toxic, well, you know what? Let's take an inventory on our heart because that's the soil of our words that has yet to come out. Take an inventory and say, Lord, am I in that same ring? Lord, yeah. am I breeding yeah. that yeah. same toxicity? Am I speaking negativity? Am I in agreement with gossip and slander? Am I letting my thumbs, thumbs go, go out of control and comment on, on good people's posts or things that aren't any of my business and trying to get into other people's business because I don't want to get into yeah. my business because it's too sensitive and it's too hard to, to, to face, so I'd rather get into someone else's. You know, you got to really just take that inventory in yourself and have some real talk. Right real talk so that you can be healed yeah. and be a life giver so that a year from now, six months from now, you can look at the people around you and say, wow, look at all these yeah. people that I've surrounded myself with because I decided to give them yeah. life. And especially and right life. now, listen, listen to me, especially right now, we are all going through the fire, okay, mm -hmm. everybody. And I think that what we're saying right now is God's listening. Mm -hmm. And, and um, we're not we're not dis disconnecting ourselves from what's going on. Yes, it's some very hard times. And I'm going to be honest. There's some times I'm like frustrated, like, man, this just, when's this all going to be over already, you know? And I wrote this down, and it's actually here on my phone. And can you zoom in? This is May 10th, 2020. Zoom in on my phone. Can you zoom in? Zoom in on my phone. Look at that. Zoom in. Zoom in. Zoom in. Can you zoom in? Okay, that's about as close. Here, I'll get it closer to you, bro. I wrote this on May 10th. I know you can't see it, but I just want you to see. There's a few lines there, okay? It says May 10th, all right? And I wrote this down because I, I, was, I was getting, I felt like the enemy just bombarding me with negativity. Wow. So much was going on. People's opinions and all this stuff um, was on me. And I wrote this down. What did I write here, babe? Read it. It says, I am anointed. I am appointed. I am blessed. I am favored. I am called. I wrote that Those by some faith. some power words right there. I want you to write this down. Come on, write it down with me. I wrote this right here. I was like, I'm going to preach it one day. But man, God wanted me to it right now. I am anointed. I am appointed. I am blessed. I am favored. I am called. I am anointed. I just started praying this. I, am an I just started speaking live because I was getting bombarded with opinions. And it was in the, in the heart. I mean, it was right in May. Remember when things were just going like, it was crazy, you know? And I was like, you know what? I'm I, Lord, I'm anointed. God, you anointed me. You appointed me. You blessed me. You favored me. You called me. You anointed me. You appointed me. You favored me. You blessed me. You, and man, I just started speaking life and life and life. And I, I, started, I told this to my wife. I started praying over her. I said, I said honey, close your eyes. You're anointed. And I just started prophesying. Oh, it was a holy moment yeah. in our bedroom. Yeah. So, and so, so what I'm telling you is you have the ability to change the atmosphere if you can get a hold of your mouth. Because what good is it? And again, what good is it? Now, I understand we go through things, but what good is it would be if I go, you know what, everything sucks. and, that, and, that, and, that, and that. What, What's that going to change? <laughs> Only thing's going to change is my attitude. Only thing that's going to change is my attitude and, and my joy. And so let God use your, your, your tongue. Now, you know, go, I just yeah, want to say free, something please. real quick is that when, yeah. I was in, um, when I was younger, I had this best friend and all we did was gossip. All we did was gossip all day, all day, just gossip, gossip, gossip. And, you know, it was, it was fun at the time. And you have somebody to be in agreement with you about stuff. And we laughed and we were, you know, uh, cruel and things like that. And we were just constantly gossiping. But, you know, because 
it was uh, in what I felt was almost like a, a, a safe environment. It was just me and her and that was it. I didn't feel the conviction of it. And sometimes we can think that just because uh, we have to acknowledge that something isn't normal in order to be mm. delivered and healed from it. And I didn't realize that that wasn't uh, normal, that that was wrong, that what I was doing. Once I started, I kind of backed up a little bit and I took a self-inventory and uh, remembered who I was in Christ. I realized, whoa, I have been in agreement with gossip for a long time and I could see it eroding in my life. I could see it growing in my life. And again, you reap what you sow, you know what I mean? Because if, if somebody gossips to you, believe me, they're gonna, they're gonna gossip <laughs> about you. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what happened in my situation. So I kind of got a taste of my own medicine at that yeah. time. So when I'm saying this and saying, you know, watch the ring that was around you, that's what I went through. Right. I had to take an inventory of people it's that great, were around honey. me and I realized, whoa, I am a gossiper. And you know what? I had to get delivered. I, honey, I had to get delivered yeah. from gossip. And you know, my husband, he's not a gossiper. And I remember I, I was, you know, just kind of having um, unfiltered conversation with my husband. I think we had just gotten married. And I don't know, we weren't married yet. We were in high school. And I was just, you know, and you know, she said, and, 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 and you know, they did it. And he's like, you know what? He stopped me right there. And he goes, I don't want to talk about people. And like, it shocked me. And I was like, what do you mean? This is like juicy 411 right now. Who doesn't want this? <laughs> Any, I mean, come on, drama. anybody in their right mind would like, you know, stretch their ear to hear what I was saying right now. And he's like, I don't want to gossip. And man, another thing that, that just hit me as well. And I was like, I'm a gossiper. Oh my gosh. You need prayer, babe. I, you Just know kidding. what? <laughs> but I, you know what? Yeah. I Amen. I Amen. went through the Let's process of catching myself. Good for you, honey. Whenever I would have something negative to say about someone, and I didn't realize how, not only how toxic it was, but how frequent it was coming out of my mouth. And he didn't want to hear it, and the person closest to me didn't want to hear it. So I said, you know what? I need to change my tongue. I need to change my heart. I need yeah. to change my mindset. And I need to start Straight building honey. things, and I need to start Amen. tearing down things. Yeah. And I had to change those things about my mouth. So if that's you, yeah. I just want to say, if you can relate to what I'm saying, just, you know, yeah. uh, don't... Don't harp on yourself. Don't, don't yeah. beat yourself up. But just get delivered. Acknowledge it. And the Lord will turn your mouth around and the Lord will change your life around. That's so good, honey. Thank you for your vulnerability in saying that. Because that's true. You know, we, we, can, we can feed those, those areas Absolutely. and be a part of it. And I think it's, it's so imperative we right. get that part down. And as people in the church, uh -huh. we're here to build each other up, yep. not tear each other down. That yep. is so toxic. That is, uh -huh. you know, that's division. That is everything against what God wants to do in the house of God. There can't be gossip yeah. in the house of God. There can't be slander yeah. here where we have to be in unity with one another. And it starts right here in our yeah. mouths because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So our mouth isn't the issue. Our heart's the issue. Yeah. Help us, a, Lord. Don't be a cheesemate Christian. Don't be a cheesemate Christian. <laughs> I like that. Some of y'all don't know what that is. That's the cheese, right? The What's going on? What happened? Give me the cheese what, what happened was stop what? it. <laughs> <laughs> what Let, let's stop it. Okay, let's here's some more verses. Psalms 141, verse 3. The Bible says this. It says, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Isn't that wow. a good verse? It's like, God, just put a guard over my mouth. Like, just, just don't, let me, don't let me say anything that I'm going to be regretting. Guard the gates. Yeah, guard the gates of my mouth. Watch over the door of my lips. Loose lips sink ships. 
I, I, don't, I don't want my, my life to sink my marriage or to sink the, the, the esteem of my children or, or the temperature of my home or, or, the, or, the, or my destiny that you know you can talk yourself out of your destiny. That's true. You know, and the, the tr- Talk the, about that. Yeah, well, the nation of Israel, they, you know, God opened the Red Sea for them. Wow. God was faithful to them. And the Bible says that literally the Lord said, I've heard their complaining and their belly aching and they will not enter into the promised land. So you complain, you'll remain. God hears your words and, and uh, Lord, guard my mouth. I don't want to ruin my speak, you know, death over my own destiny. So set a guard over my mouth. You got to say that every day. In fact, Lord, set a guard Amen. over my mouth Amen. and set keep watch, over Father, over the doors of my lips so that I would speak life. Uh, and not death. Here's another one, Proverbs 12 and verse 18. It says, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. I think that's what we need right now, especially through the difficult times that we're going through, um, all that's going on in our world with discrimination and racism and, and, and just so much hatred that's happening. We need more people to have wise words that bring healing. Cool heads prevail. People that you don't stoop down to people's level when they when they go low, you're you're high. I'm not going to go to that. I'm listen. I have a kingdom mindset. I, I don't I don't mess around with 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 that low level of of dealing in life. I, I think at a level that is that of biblical, that of the wavelength of of what God is saying. So the Bible says that reckless words pierce like swords. And I think what's really interesting is a lot, especially right now, there's a lot of reckless words going around. People just you know saying reckless words without without thinking, without weighing them, you're speaking them into the atmosphere. And you got to be careful, you know, that you guard that. And so, in fact, if you're right now, I feel like somebody's getting convicted over things you said, you can counsel us. Say, Lord, I repent for any words that I've said right. that were reckless. And you can counsel those. Say, Lord, I cancel those words. And I, now I'm going to replace those words and start speaking life. Start, you can overcome yeah. evil with mm-hmm. good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Start speaking, start speaking life to those things because those reckless words are what will be toxic uh, in your life, especially um, when we use them in our homes, in our relationships, in our marriage, um, in our parenting, when we use them even with ourselves, you know, because some of the most dangerous talk is self-talk. Come on, somebody, write that down. Write this down. It's self-talk that defeats yourself. So you've got to stop the defeating self-talk where many of us, you defeat yourself in your own mind. You talk yourself down where, where the truth is if anybody else talked to you the way you talk to you, you don't want to fight with them. You'd be like, oh, my earrings. Come on. What's, what you say about my mom? You know? But we talk to ourselves and we beat ourselves down. And, and that's not biblical. That's not godly. That's not, that's not what God wants you to do. And so you can go back to what I said. You're, you're, a, you're anointed. You're appointed. You're, you're blessed. You're favored. You're called. Someone needs yeah. to print that out. Put that on their bedside ahead, and yeah. read it every single morning. Amen to that. And so God wants us to, to be able to do that. Now, why is that? Because reckless words, they pierce like swords. They, they wound. They leave wounds, you know, uh, in, our, in our lives. And so we've got to make sure that we're careful um, what we agree with. Now, here's something else how important our words are is because you'll, you will never rise above your confession. I'll say it again. You will never rise above your confession. Your confession is what you agree with. Stay with me on this train of thought. I need a few minutes to break it down. But your confession is what brought you to salvation. It's when you agreed with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and rose again. Your confession allowed you to agree with what Jesus did. So your confession, you confess with your mouth. You believe in your heart that Christ died. And so that's your, your confession is so important that your salvation of eternity 
is connected to what you confess with your mouth. Romans 10, 9, and 10. That's how powerful your words are. So if my salvation is connected to my confession of my agreement, then how important is what I agree with with what my future is and the way God designed me uh, in my home. You will never rise above your confession. So you gotta learn how to confess. The Bible says if two agree, it will be established. Do you know who knows the Bible just as good as anybody else? (laughs) Satan. The devil knows the Bible. So here's what Satan does. He knows that if he can get you to agree upon a negative thought, Ooh, then it'll be on. established in your life. Oh my God. So you think that the two agreeing is only to unlock heaven. Well, two agreeing will also unlock hell in your life. And some of us have agreed with negative words, with the negative. Uh, we've agreed and we've confessed things. I'm, 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 I'm a mess up. My life is ruined. You know, you're messed up. I'm broken. I'm, I'm toe up. I'll always be messed up. I'll always be addicted. You, you've, you've agreed with these thoughts and you've confessed them. And that's why they've been established in your life. But here's the good news. The power of the tongue brings life and death. That's not only, your, your, your tongue bringing death is not only a, a, a bad thing, that's a good thing. Right now, you can bring to death the kingdom of darkness. And you can begin Come to on. say, you know what? I, I cancel Every negative attack that the enemy has tried to bring in my life, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, Lord, you shall condemn for this is the inheritance, Lord, of your children. And so, God, I, I want to receive this. So, again, you've got to recognize that inside of your life that we can break that down. Now, what I find so interesting, let me move on to the next verse. Is that after he says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only for that which is helpful in building other people up. Then in verse 30, he says this. Please go to the next verse here. He says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Isn't it interesting that our words will grieve the Holy Spirit of God? Now, why is that? Why would our words grieve the Holy Spirit? Can I tell you why? Let's go there. Here's why. Because the tongue, the Bible says in the book of James, it says that no man can, can, can uh, you know, train the tongue. No man, which is true. That's why the Holy Spirit came to change the tongue. Because in the book of Acts chapter number two, the first thing, isn't it interesting, that the first thing that, that the Holy Spirit changed was the tongue. That when the, when the day of Pentecost came, they're all in one place. The Bible says they spoke in tongues of fire. So what did the Holy Spirit change? The tongue. So you can always tell, I feel like preaching now, a believer that is spirit-filled, not by how they shake, not by how they rattle, not by how they roll. You can always tell a Holy Spirit believer by the way they guide their tongue. Let them talk, baby. They'll show you if they got the Holy Spirit. Let them talk and they'll show you if they're people of faith. Let them talk and you'll find out if there's somebody who is literally going to build your life up. Just listen. I can always tell somebody who's filled with the Holy Ghost because they talk with the Holy Spirit. Their tongue is trained and empowered by God. And so God, touch our tongues. Yes, it's a prayer language. We speak in tongues and we believe in that and you ought to do that according to Jude 1.20. Build yourself up in your most holy faith, spirit and spiritual, your spiritual tongue. And, but it's also controlling your natural tongue. Can I get an amen? Amen. Right, so you guys, amen. Lord, you, you, I speak in tongues. Yeah, but, but when you use your tongue, you always speak negative and death. Come on, somebody. God, change my tongue, not just when I pray, but when I'm talking and when I'm going in so what good. I do. So Verse 31, I got to move on here. Read this for me if you can, honey. 
get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. So the Bible tells us that we need to get rid of it. Now, I love this because <laughs> the Bible says the way you deal with it is just get rid of it. You, you, there's no really like, like well, you know, um, let me kind of just train. My, no, just get rid of it. Get rid of bitterness. I could preach a whole message on that, right? But don't, don't which, you... Which implies that you're in yeah. control. Yeah, you're in control. You're in control. If, if the scripture says that you have the ability yeah. to get rid of it, it's saying that we are in control. You know, some people feel like they don't have control of, of uh, what they're angry about or what they're bitter about or what happened to them or what they've done. Uh, they don't have control over their anger. I lost control of... I don't have control of my anger. Yeah. You know, but this scripture is telling us right here that we have control of it through Jesus Christ, through That's the right. help of the Holy Spirit, we have control to say, nope, is one of the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, that we're able to make that moment where we say, you know what? I can respond angrily right now, but I don't want to breathe any more death out of my life. That's right. I want to speak life. I want to change my talk. I want to change. I want to do a 180 right now. And that's what I feel right now. Somebody's watching right now and you're saying, you know right. what? I, I, I've been too angry in my home. I've been too angry with my kids. I've been too angry. You know, I've been too bitter. I've been scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and I've yeah. just been comparing myself and I'm getting so uh, bitter about why my life is this way. And I just feel like all those emotions are coming up right now. And right now God can just change that around. God can give you what you need, the strength you need because that's what it really takes it takes strength yeah it takes strength it takes self-control to say i'm gonna put the phone down and i'm gonna read my bible instead i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my tongue and i'm not gonna speak down on my child right now i'm gonna hold my tongue and i'm not going to destroy my marriage right now you have the ability to get rid of it and make that choice right now and i just feel a holy ghost moment and yeah, saying if you're by your spouse right now and you guys have been at each other and arguing and just spewing bitterness and anger and wrath and all these things towards one another. I just want to encourage you this very moment. My husband and I have done it many times where we just grab each other's hand and just say, I forgive you. Let's go forward. Let's not talk to each other like that anymore. Let's not let anger be a part of what your, our last name is in this house, of what we carry in this house and what we want to build in this house. Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of bitterness. Let's get rid of rage. Let's get rid of anger and yeah. brawling and slander and every form of malice right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, and you know, I just want to also say that doesn't mean you don't talk about hard issues, you know? Very good. Yeah, so just because, you know, you're not going to... Right, what the Bible is telling us is the way to talk the way, how to come. So like if you're going through a marital issue, of course you got to communicate about some tough issues, but you don't want to speak from your bitterness. You don't want to speak out of rage or anger. Like, you know what? You already know it's not going to be a good, good conversation. You don't, you don't definitely want to brawl it out. You know what? Or slander your mama, you know, along with malice. And you know what? I'm going to get even. Ooh, you better watch out when you, you know, it's like. You can be right, but wrong so, at the top of your lungs. All the way, 100%. And so the Bible's telling us that I don't want to speak from my bitterness. I want to speak from my healed. So good. I don't want Amen. to speak from my anger. I want to speak from my, my humility. I've found, at least for me in my marriage, been married now 16 years, is our communication is always better when I speak from a place of forgiveness and healing than a place of bitterness and anger. 
I get upset. Oh, yeah, I do. You know what I mean? You all see Pastor Josiah, but she sees Josiah. Come on, somebody. I get upset. But I've realized that if I talk out of my anger, it's probably not going to go very well. So I've got to deal with my anger first. I've got to deal with my, like, Lord, help me right now to communicate this with, with humility, with love, with joy, with peace, with patience, God, kindness. Help me to have this hard conversation. But just like this, not, you know what? I'm not, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, like, so we've got to make sure that we, we, um, we learn these things that maybe were never taught to us. Right? And this is what Paul's trying to teach again the believers so they mature through what they're going through, so that they grow through it. And especially right now, we're all being tested. We're all, we're all you know, all of us, right? They're, they're, we're, we're in this, this phase where things are shut down. Um, you're at home more than you have. Your kids are home more than they've, they've ever been. And uh, we're having to deal with these issues. You can't, you can't run from them. And that's okay. You know, let's deal with them. Let's, let's God, God heal our homes. Can I get an Amen. You know, Lord, heal our relationships. God, cause us to, to really recognize this season is, is growing us. It's causing us to, to really face some things maybe we haven't been able to face because we've just been busy bodies. But now we're having to do this. Go to the next verse if you can for me. Then the Bible says this. It says here, um, if you can, they're going to put it up here for me on the screens. Uh, verse 31, if you can. Praise the Lord. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and every kind of form of malice. And then I will grab my iPad and read it to you here. Praise the Lord. It says here, um, 31, I'm sorry, 32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And so isn't it interesting? He says all that. Then he says, so this is how you should communicate with compassion, with kindness, forgiving, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And so we need to recognize that that's the way God wants us to communicate. Again, especially in this season, in these times where we need to make sure our words are seasoned uh, with the maturity that Christ wants us to have. I want to read to you this last verse, then we're going to partake in Holy Communion. Then I'm going to pray for our tongues. I'm going to pray, Lord, touch our tongues. Lord, heal us, God, that we would learn how to communicate in this season in a way that's going to bring healing, breakthrough, power of God in our lives. But Ezekiel chapter 37, here's what the Bible says. There was a time that the prophet Ezekiel was put in a valley of dry bones in an area that seemed lifeless, kind of like what we're going through right now. A lot of, a lot of things seem dry. It seems lifeless. But here's what, what the Holy Spirit said to the prophet Ezekiel. Here's what he says in verse 3 of the New Living Translation. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. We've got to learn how to use God's word. Then the next verse he says this in verse 4. He said, I will go to my notes here. He says this. He says, then he said to me, I'm sorry, verse 3. So then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, only you know the answer. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones, and they'll listen to the word of the Lord. And here's what we got to say. When we're in this valley that may seem dry, it's interesting that the Holy Spirit told Ezekiel, you prophesy, you speak to these dry bones, you open your mouth, and you speak life to them. And I think right now, many of us are looking for God to do something, but I believe God's looking to us, and he's saying, you speak life, you open up your mouth, and you begin to speak into this situation. And after, after Ezekiel started to prophesy, he started to then recognize 
that he can bring things to life by what he said. And in this season, let's make sure that we are like Ezekiel and we're allowing our words to be the words that are going to bring life in this situation. We cannot let ourselves be discouraged to the point where we talk in a way that's just going to add to the dryness that's already there. Let's add prophesying. Let's add life to what's going on. And I believe God will do something in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.